Hi guys and welcome to the Atlas Weekly Recap, covering the events of the week ending Friday, March 24th, 2023. This week I'll be talking about the US Federal Reserve's latest interest rate decision in light of recent banking system instability over there. I'll also be talking about a recent interest rate decision handed down in the UK by the Bank of England. And finally, how do both of these interest rate decisions play into the RBA's rate path next month? So let's get into it. Starting with the US Federal Reserve's uh, latest interest rate decision, which was handed down on Thursday morning Australian time. And the bank decided to lift interest rates by 25 basis points or 0.25%, taking US interest rates to 5%. This decision was mostly expected by the market considering recent instability in the US banking system. As with all US interest rate decisions, we saw the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell speak at a televised press conference after the meeting to discuss the decision. Before addressing the monetary policy decision itself, he began by addressing the recent instability in the US banking sector. In short, he said the Fed continues to be committed to supporting the stability and confidence in the US banking system through funding intervention when necessary. And this is what we saw with the recent collapse of SVB and Signature, Signature Bank, where they essentially guaranteed uh, depositors their, their cash back. They've also created a, a term funding facility program, which, which basically allows banks to access additional cash from the, the Fed to meet, to meet liquidity needs if, if they need, and essentially is, is there to prevent any further contagion bank runs in, in the US. He went on to say that they are closely monitoring developments in the banking sector and are prepared to use all of their tools as needed to keep it safe and sound and committed to learning lessons from recent episodes. And I mean, these comments were, were made uh, really to help you know, ease some, some banking jitters uh, of Americans. Looking to the interest rate decision itself, so the Fed that, that said that you know, recent indicators still point to modest growth in spending and production. You know, job, gain, job gains have, have picked up in recent months and are running at a robust pace. And you know, the, the unemployment rate in, in the US is still very low. And um, in order to bring inflation down to that target level of 2%, they, they raised interest rates again this month by 0.25%. When addressing you know, the path for further interest rates, uh, what, what they, they do is essentially they go through what's referred to as a dot plot chart, which shows the forecast for interest rates based on each member of the, the committee. And effectively, based on this chart, the Fed expects the midpoint for US interest rates to peak at around 5.1% by the end of 2023, be 4.3% by the end of 2024, and 3.1% at the end of 2025. Jerome Powell also interestingly sorry, mentioned that Recent tightening in U.S. credit conditions in the U.S., uh, he, he said you could argue that that had a, a similar effect of a, of a rate hike, and this is effectively what would allow them to raise by only 25 basis points. In terms of a, an equity market reaction, uh, investors reacted relatively positively uh, to the decision and post-conference uh, post-meeting um, press conference, and uh, the reason for that is really no, no surprises in there. But uh, meanwhile, the U.S. Treasury Secretary, her name is Jeanette Yellen, she was speaking at a congressional testimony at the same time that Powell was speaking. 
and she had just made some comments to the to the nature of what the U.S. Treasury would be doing with uh, U.S. deposit holders in, in terms of insuring them into the future. Uh, and this sort of comes in, in light of you know the recent collapse of SVB and Signature Bank. And she effectively said that the U.S. government was not considering a, I guess, a blanket insurance approach for all deposits in the U.S. And um, this sort of this may not have been received very well or communicated very well and investors reacted negatively to, to those comments and I mean they were both speaking at around 2 p.m. on Wednesday afternoon in the US so there was two hours left of trade and looking at some of the the equity market responses of the, the major indexes in, in the US we saw equity markets sort of spike at the interest rate decision but then they fell sharply as those comments sort of came out uh, around and sort of instilled a bit of fear in, in I guess, um, the banking sector again. So investors still very, very on edge in, in the United States about the whole banking um, system stability there, clearly. And uh, if we look at you know the Nasdaq, S and P five hundred, and Dow Jones, they were all down a bit over one percent to close the trading day on Wednesday. Moving away from the US now and looking to the UK, uh, I know I talk a lot about the, the US, but what goes on there do, really does have a, a seismic effect on, on the rest of the world. But looking to the UK, we saw recent data this week showed that inflation in the UK had unexpectedly accelerated to 10.4% in February. So the rate of inflation over the last 12 months of February is 10.4% in the UK. And this resulted in the Bank of England, so the, the UK central bank, to lift rates by 25 basis points when it met on Thursday this week in, in London. And what does this mean for the RBA's uh, interest rate decision next month? There's been a lot of discussion in Australia over the last two weeks about what the RBA might do and whether or not it will, will pause. We've particularly seen this in a lot of mainstream sort of news outlets, uh, the possibility of a, of a pause in light of all this global banking instability. And while you know financial markets are betting the, the RBA will keep the cash rate at 3.6% when it meets in April, there's a, a lot of economists out there that still disagree on, on that view. And um, especially we had the, the ECB, the European Central Bank, they, handed, they just went ahead with an interest rate decision last week. And now we've also had the Fed and the, the Bank of England. They've all handed down um, interest rate decisions, and they've sort of decided that you know their markets can weather a, a rate hike. So it, it might be a little bit uh, odd, I guess, for the for the RBA to, to not not go ahead with a, a rate hike. And then, I mean, especially after all the the, the assurances, the reassurances that they've given this week over the, the strength of Australian banks or the credibility of, of Australian banks. So recently, RBA, the RBA governor, Phil Lowe, he's, he's sort of said that data on employment, inflation, retail trade, and business conditions, these four indicators would be, I guess, pivotal uh, for the rate decision in, in April. And so far, we've seen two of these four data points being released, and each of these were stronger than expected, with the unemployment rate falling back to a near 50-year low, 3.5% uh, in February. And we've seen you know, surveyed business conditions remaining close to historic highs as well. So right now, I guess it is a little bit hard to argue the case for the RBA to pause. However, this will very much still depend on the retail sales numbers and the, the monthly CPI report, uh, both of which we'll, we'll get next week. 
In terms of a bit of a market recap for the week to Thursday, the 23rd of March. So recording this on a Friday while the market is still open. So just to capture the, the last week, uh, the ASX 200, the, the Australian share market is flat over the last seven days. The US S&P 500 is down 0.3%. Euro stocks 50 up 2.2%, UK FTSE 100 up 1.22%. So European and UK stocks have sort of had a bit of a relief rally of late. And then we've also got the Hang Seng uh, equity index in Hong Kong, that's up 4.4% over the last seven days. So what's interesting about Asian equities as well is they, they tend to have very little correlation with the, the US or Australia as, as is evident here. Looking to next week, a few more data points in Australia, which I had already mentioned earlier. So we've got Australia's retail sales numbers for February comes out on Tuesday, and that's gonna give us a better insight into how the Australian consumer is spending. We'll also have Australia's monthly CPI indicator on Wednesday, showing the inflation figures for the, for the month of, of February. That's all for this week, guys, and I'll be back next week for another episode of the Atlas Weekly Recap. Thanks for listening.